1: Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I just want to thank yeah. God, man. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Burrow my ass! Yeah. Woo! It's Mahomes house.
4: Yeah. Um, uh, so... St- I- you know... It was going to be annoying no matter what, right? That Oof. game yesterday. see Cincinnati? Yes, because Cincinnati was a... <clears throat> Short-term, shut-these-guys-up kind of distaste. And you had to root for the Chiefs in order to get there. Yeah. And I never got there. <clears throat> I wasn't rooting hard, but I am so over Arrowhead. Yeah, you should be. I'm so over it. Yeah. Let's play
5: somewhere else. Five straight conference championship games at home. I Brady, you ever do that?
4: I don't think so. I mean,
5: the Bills didn't. When they met four straight Super Bowls, and one of them was on the road in the conference championships. If, That's if, amazing.
4: By the way, if the if the, if the the Bengals had not won in Arrowhead last year, the Chiefs would have four straight Super Bowls. Yeah.
5: Yeah, as it is right. They're three and four now. Yeah. And uh, by the way, great matchup. Bengals and Chiefs yeah. now, four straight games, all
4: decided by three points. Two very evenly matched teams. It's what makes the Bills Bengals games stick out like a sore thumb. Like Bills Chiefs wasn't evenly matched. Those games have been close and evenly matched since the AFC Championship game. Like they've been close. Yeah, the Bills have won a couple times there. They they blew them out in the one game, thirty eight to twenty. But you know, back and forth, good Mm matchups. It's what Bills Bengals was not, which is probably why we're all struggling with that. Even
5: though you're done with Arrowhead. I would still fight to the death if they try and move these games to a neutral site. Oh, side.
4: I don't want that. No, not at all. <laughs> no,
5: no, I know what you're saying. But the Bills, I think, by and large, a lot of people are done with the Chiefs, and and I would have been fine with that. The Bengals left me no choice. Now, I'll, I'll just root for the Eagles
4: in the Super Bowl. The Bills go to Arrowhead again <clears throat> next, next year? year. Yeah. They also go to Cincinnati and Philadelphia. Oof. Yeah. That's challenging.
5: That's, uh, the three that's hardest road games you're going to have going into next year. Yep. Yeah, that's a challenging schedule. Hey, we're taking your calls on yesterday's NFL doubleheader. 803-0552. Join us. And we will get connected with our fans. We're going to Walter next here in uh, Toronto. Walter, you're on WGR. Go right ahead.
0: Hey, guys. Love your show. I love listening to it first thing in the morning. Love, love all the uh, post-game uh, analysis. I, I just wanted to chime in on, on the Romo point. Uh, it's getting to the point where uh, you know, the games are unwatchable. I mean, he 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 just he lashes onto a cliche. Uh, yesterday, it was the, oh he's taking the team on his back. He he must have said that twenty times. It's driving me crazy. Uh, you know I do have a healthy respect for Olson. He did the Philly game. Yeah, that game was basically done out in the second quarter, and yet he kept it interesting. He had some good insights. I'm not sure who's doing the Super Bowl, but if, if it's Romo, I'm telling you, it's that's going to be a tough watch. But it is <laughs> Fox. It's it's going know. to
4: be Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson. And one thing about about Olsen is, you know, he's he's been the number one Fox guy here with Brady just kind of out there lurking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the idea that Brady would just walk in and replace Greg Olsen, nobody's even going to wait to find out if Brady's any good at this. For, <laughs> so like, I don't think Brady's going to be on the Super Bowl. He might be a part of the broadcast, but he's definitely coming back next year. So Olsen's got at least another year in, in the number one chair.
0: Well, that's good to hear. I really like him. One quick question, then I'll hang up and Listen. Um, I guess we were really sold on on um, on uh, Davis being our number two, because uh, man, I tell you that AJ Brown would looked, would look good in a in a Bills uniform this year. Get that uh, get that uh, second number one, so to speak. Look, how come that didn't pan out? Were we not focusing on on getting another receiver this last offseason? Obviously, not not you know not the one coming. Oh,
5: the yeah. Bills
4: believed they, they Gabe. believed
5: Gabe would just take yeah. step up and take the role. Yeah. I did too. You know, no, I'm not the GM, but I did too, Walter. I just thought Davis is ready for the workload and he'll just be able to handle being the number two opposite of Stefan Diggs. I think the Bills obviously felt that way. But that might be again, if they're not going to be a player in free agency, maybe trading for the wide receiver and drafting a wide receiver is part of Brandon Bean's offseason
4: he, he, plan. He went for about the same price that Diggs did. A little I mean, A.J. Brown was traded for the eighteenth and one hundred first overall. And I think that's actually a little higher than Diggs. Diggs would have been, what, 23rd and also a 4th. 22nd, maybe. 22nd, yeah, 22nd and a 4th. So, roughly the same price.
1: One thought I did have yesterday was watching the Chiefs' defensive line and the pressure that they were getting was, the Bills have that guy, but how much they paid to get him. Because Rousseau didn't just... Step up right away, oh, look how great this guy is right away. Basham, same thing. Epinesa. Bean tried to draft and develop a defensive line. It didn't work. So he went and gave Von Miller $100 million. And had Bean and the Bills developed a great defensive line before they had to sign Von Miller... That's how that's how you're able to get a receiver. That's how you're able to pay A. J. Brown was you didn't ha not having to pay Von Miller a hundred million dollars.
5: Yeah, and I think that's why one of the reasons why I believe, I think some of us believe they'll go heavily on offense. I wouldn't say they ignored it, but it hasn't been a priority. The priority was what was last season's offseason all about? Overhauling the defensive line. It wasn't just Von Miller, that was the the signature move, of course, the marquee move. But it was Jones and Settle and Shaq and Phillips. It was the guys up our line up front wasn't good enough. Let's blow it up and overhaul it. And that was the number one priority of their offseason last season. I think that it's frustrating in hindsight now that you look at it and go well, you kind of gave short short work to the offense. Now you got to go figure out how to prioritize that this offseason. Last season was James Cook, Khalil Shakir, Roger Saffold, you know, I mean and, and by the way, Cook and Shakir turn out to have very little roles in the offense as the season turns out. Right.
1: So the offense suffers because they've they're so obsessive with making the defensive line great, right. that's where all the premium right. assets get sucked to. Right. And when those premium assets don't turn into anything, well I guess we're gonna throw another one at it. And another one at it, and then another. And maybe now they're done with that.
4: Which they've also, by the way, been doing at running back, right? Yeah, Keep yes, keeps right. throwing Putting assets, assets at it. it yeah. Your stat of the day for today is Isaiah Pacheco, seventh round draft pick of yeah. the Chiefs this yep. year, slowly took over that job. Yeah. He finished the season with seventy three more touches than James Cook, who was a second round pick. Yeah. And, you know, split duty with Devin Singletary. The Chiefs I mean, the Chiefs aren't perfect here either. Was Pointed out yesterday. You know who went one pick before T. Higgins? Clyde Edwards Alaire.
0: Yeah. Ooh.
4: Yeah. That's tough. <laughs> He's That's a
5: non-factor tough. for them. But they were all in on making needed, a better running they game. They needed a running back. So they drafted him. And they right.
4: chased a running back. And they've, ever since drafting him, found that other guys, whether it's Jarek McKinnon, McKinnon, a UFA, right. or a seventh-rounder, and Isaiah Pacheco. You, you just find guys. You can find guys. And the Bills, you know, we can talk about a lot of things the Bills have done right. They've done a lot of things right. Uh-huh. I think today is a little bit of a still getting over the Cincinnati loss and, and watching how Cincinnati lost and thinking... What, where, like, what, where, did, where did we go wrong? Where did this all go wrong? And I don't yeah. mean like, you know, the cars totaled and we have to walk 50 miles. Just Somewhere along the way, a couple of wrong turns were taken, and you got to backtrack and get back on the highway. And we could say it's the defensive line picks not panning out. You could point to running back a lot. Three premium assets on running back is one of the ways this went sideways.
5: Yeah, and then you brought in a couple – well, you went in t- went two running backs – Brought in Cook and Hines, and they just had very diminished. Well, Hines never really had a role on offense. Cook was gaining more time on offense, and then I wouldn't say he disappeared the last two games, but he was underutilized in the two playoff games against Miami and, um, and Cincinnati. That speed it was underutilized. 803 join us this morning. We're getting connected with our fans. Uh, we'll go to Ron in Virginia next year on WGR. Go right ahead.
3: Good morning, guys. Long time, first time. I had a question about uh, McDermott being conservative. Um, I think McDermott has no trust in Dorsey's scheme calling, and in return, I think Dorsey knows it. That's why on fourth down, well, um, on third down, we had to go for gusto every single time instead of trying to get manageable on fourth down. Um, we just want to know your thoughts on that.
5: Well, if he didn't trust his play caller, why does he still have the job? And It didn't sound like Dorsey was on the way out based on what Brandon Bean said the other day. And
4: the Bills were not a a tame fourth down team. They go for it. They're pretty aggressive. Yeah, or at least they're, you know, they they make the the, the right decisions in the regular season about when to go and when not. Yep. Yeah, I I think the the issue
5: with Dorsey is I think the. Whether there's enough creativity. Um, They obviously didn't have a good game plan to try and beat Cincinnati. They had no idea how to handle the blitzes, the simulated pressure, all the things the Bengals were throwing at them. And some of that's on Josh Allen, by the way, and making the right decisions. There were times yesterday where Mahomes you know, saw a corner coming or saw some pressure coming, and got the ball out. Had it sh- swung a pass to a running back or threw it short over the middle, or found Travis Kelsey, whatever the case may be. I-, I think the bigger issue with Dorsey is, again, it just didn't seem like there was a creativity, that the offense seemed to really have to work hard to move the ball, to get points. And um, that just kind of took its toll, I think, as the season went on. But if-, if the premise is the head coach has no faith in the offensive coordinator, well, you would have fired the guy. You would have done what Dallas did over the weekend. You would have gotten rid of your offensive coordinator and gone on to go find one
4: now, which they're not apparently doing because Brandon Bean said Dorsey will be better in year two. And two names that we you know, we didn't really get into, are they going to replace Dorsey or Frazier? We found out Dorsey would be back. Frank Reich was mm-hmm. an idea. Yeah. He got a head coaching job. And the other we mentioned very, very, very briefly it was Vic Fangio. Yeah. Vic Fangio going to Miami. That's a nice get for them. It's a big get yeah. for them. He's yeah. Is he the best defensive coordinator in the league? He's right up there near the top. Top five
1: defense. Would you say, Joe, in five out of eight years? Five out of eight. His last eight seasons as a coordinator, they finished top five wow. five times.
4: He's a great defensive coordinator. And that, Miami makes him the highest paid D.C. in the league? I think that's what it was. He's getting a pretty big contract, it's a, right? It's a great hire for
0: them.
5: Yeah, I, I saw that and I thought... That made me nervous, actually, because I think, two th- Joe, would you do me a favor? Look up what you said as a coordinator. Do you have his defenses when he was head coach of the Broncos, or is that considered in that list you looked at? Because I feel like when he was in Denver, their offense was trash. Their defense was usually pretty good, and they would lose 17-14 to 14 all the time.
1: I did not have that as part of the list, but here we go. He was, in the three years as De- Broncos head coach, they finished 12th in total defense, mm. 21st, and Forget then 8th. All right,
5: that's not bad. Um, no, I, I thought, to me, Miami's defense, I felt it underachieved. I thought it was better than how it played this past season. Now then that's maybe why they fired Josh Boyer. I thought they had some injuries to note, right? They never had Byron Jones. They had some issues in the secondary, but they've got a really good defensive front. I think their backers are okay, and I think when healthy, their secondary is good. So I thought they largely underachieved, and I saw the Fangio thing. That's a really nice pickup for them because let's face it, their offense made major strides last year. By the way, there still is the discussion of what's going on at quarterback 2 is still in concussion protocol that came out over the weekend. He didn't go to the Pro Bowl because he's still in concussion protocol.
1: Did you see who is going to the Pro Bowl? Looks like
4: Tyler Huntley. Tyler Huntley.
1: Is that right? Yes. Yeah. See, this they is why Pro Bowls. Like,
5: you know, you, you when it comes to contracts or resumes and all this stuff, Pro Bowls just throw it out. Don't even use Pro bowls to determine you know the value of a player because that happens.
1: The other thing about Fanjo, he is the one that gets all the credit for like last year when everyone switched to that too high safety shell to like limit guys like Mahomes and Allen. Like everyone was like, oh, this is fa- this is Fanjo's scheme mm-hmm. that everyone's now borrowing from.
5: Well, that I does think it does make my I think it makes Miami a better overall football team with the state of their offense, and I I think Mike McDaniel has done a really good job with the offense. Um, if two is healthy and he's back, it's a really good offense. And I think this guy makes their defense. There's talent on that side of the ball. He makes their defense better. You know, I'm much more, I think that's a bigger deal than Nathaniel Hackett to the Jets or Bill O'Brien to the Patriots because both those teams still got to figure out what they're doing at quarterback. I'm not a huge fan of Mac Jones, and we know the Jets don't have a quarterback. They have to find somebody. 803-0552 803-0552 join us this morning. We are getting connected with our fans. We are talking about yesterday's games, whatever else is on your mind as well. Larry and uh, Clarence, you're on WGR. Go right ahead.
6: Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Good. Thank you. Um, I tell you, I was just extremely frustrated watching not only uh, the game yesterday, but the uh, taking it back to the Baltimore-Cincinnati game, how... Um, you know, we're supposed to be this 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 big, bad defense. We can get pressure on the quarterback anytime we want. And every time it seems like in big games, we get ultra-conservative on defense. We get the five yards off, the ten yards off. Um, when teams like Baltimore, teams like the other, uh, Kansas City, with, with lesser defenses are able to uh, get pressure and contain those players. And it also, just on a side note, it makes me worried that we're uh, – we're going to look at these two games and and draft another defensive lineman or draft another linebacker all throughout the draft and ignore our wide receivers where we need the, the weapons on offense.
5: Okay. Can we do a wager? I don't, I'm going to tell you, Larry, there's no way they're ignoring wide receiver. No way.
0: It's, we thought that last year, too, though. Yeah,
5: but th- we've had a year of Gabe Davis and Isaiah McKenzie and increased roles, and it didn't work. There's no way they can ignore wide receiver. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a 1,000% of my faith. I hope I don't get burned. In Brandon Bean understanding, they have to be much better at that position. And I don't think you need to watch the Bengals and say, look at their top three to know the Bills need to be better after Stefan Diggs on, on the depth chart. Has to. That, they can't. There's no way. I mean, these guys are smart enough to understand you've got Josh Allen and this what should be a great offense, and you need to make it even more dangerous. You need to make it better. You need to get him better weapons. There's no way you ignore a wide receiver. In fact, go address it twice. Go make it a priority in the draft on day one, which well, is what, Friday, or day two. And you know what? Call around the league. Anybody stupid enough to trade their A.J. Brown, go ahead. Go, go make a trade for a wide receiver.
4: Ignore is a little bit of a... You know, a term. Not
5: prioritize then. That's what I want to. Right.
4: I want to kind of pin you down on this. A day three pick they, is unacceptable. They, they didn't ignore it last year. They signed Jamison Crowder and drafted yep. Khalil Shakir. Yeah. So that wasn't ignoring it. What's the a first round or second round pick on a wide receiver? Period.
5: End of sentence. Nothing after the second round. I mean, you want to draft a second wide receiver? That's fine. You have to take a wide receiver in one of the first two picks.
4: Period. And the other one has to be offensive line. Yep. One and
5: two. You want to take the lineman first and the receiver second? Whatever. You guys do your board. Figure out who's out there. Wide receiver, offensive line, offensive line, wide receiver have to be the two priorities for this offseason. And, again, if we're thinking about free agency, which happens before the draft, by the way, right? we're hearing low-cost value guys. Maybe there is a Jamison Crowder signing this offseason. But are we talking about a guy like that's? I need a bigger impact. I need, and it wouldn't hurt to have, by the way, a young player on a cost-controlled rookie contract for a few years. I need someone to come in and impact the receiving core. Jamison Crowder, if he stayed healthy, I thought that was actually a nice signing. If he stayed healthy, it would have been a, a piece, a part. I need someone to come in and really just like grab hold of the number 2 receiving job and run
4: with it. You might just settle for a, a draft class that has an immediate impact. I mean, if you look at the Bills draft class this year, First rounder is Elam. Okay. In and out of the lineup, made some plays. Cook, Shakir, we've mentioned. I mean, Terrell Bernard. Right. The punter. You know, it wasn't a draft class that. Uh, Christian Benford came in and made some he plays. Started too. on opening night. Did you see the Chiefs draft class just yesterday?
5: Oh, the rookies. There the, it is. The First, rookie DBs round made big plays. Round one
4: through seven. First round, Trent McDuffie. Yep. six tackles, two passes yesterday. defended. Yeah. Rookie George Karloftis had a sack. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Sky Moore had three catches and that punt, punt return. return. Although yeah. he's not exactly been great no, but this had, year, but he had
5: he had a huge Big punt, punt return. return when
4: they needed it. Safety Brian Cook played four tackles and a pass breakup. Corners Joshua Williams and Jalen Watson each had a pick. Yeah, and then Pacheco was their seventh rounder.
5: And their rookie corners. Multiple guys, right? Got a lot of play this
4: season. Right. McDuffie missed the start of the year. Snead
5: went down. That's a huge loss yesterday.
4: Trent McDuffie missed the Bills game. When these two teams played, McDuffie did not play. And I think he had a hamstring issue early in the season and started soon after the Bills game. And he's been pretty good for them. Yeah, the Bills need, you know, especially Beans catching some flack for his Jamar Chase pick at the top comment, right? As he should. Love to have a Jamar Chase. I'm not picking up that I wanna, you know, be bad enough to pick up there. And he's also catching some flack for what he said about rookie contracts. Well now Allen and Diggs are not on those rookie contracts and the job gets tougher. Yeah. So now you really need to find your value. You you need to hit on some draft picks, first, second, third, fifth. And you need, you Davis know, is going into his fourth year. You know, He's going to be a free agent after next season. We could say a lot of stuff about what they they need this, they need that. You know what else they need? They need a pick like Matt Milano to happen again, mm-hmm. where a fifth-rounder is a star. You, know, you can afford to miss on your second-round pick if it's Cody Ford in a given year if a later pick, Gabe Davis, flashes and contributes a lot, or if it's Matt Milano that contributes a lot. You don't have to get them all right. No one expects you to get them all right. In fact, you know, it might be a lot of coin tosses in there. But the last couple drafts, they just haven't gotten what they probably hoped out of all of it, from Rousseau to Basham to Epinesa.
5: Humor me when we get back. I want to ask you, I want to hone in on the offensive players. You mentioned get a guy who can impact your offense. So humor me when we get back because I want to go over the offensive players in the drafts after Josh Allen. And you tell me how many impact guys are on that list. We'll do that in a moment. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Hey, we got phone lines open. If you're just joining us, hi. Uh, we're recapping. Well, you know, the NFC played yesterday, but the game was boring, and who cared? So it's the Cincinnati-Kansas City game. We're getting your thoughts on the game. you feel any better or worse about the loss to the Bengals after you see the Bengals get beat by the Chiefs? We're getting your takeaways from yesterday's game. to grab a line and join us this morning. Hey, quick heads up. Luke Bryan is back at Darien Lake Amphitheater on Friday, June 16th. Chase Beckham, Tyler Braden, Alana Springsteen, and DJ Rock as well. Tickets are going on sale this Friday morning at 10. Those will be available at LiveNation.com plan accordingly. Also remember, this year at Darien Lake Amphitheater, a new policy is in effect You need parking passes for oversized vehicles. They will be required, so you must purchase said parking pass. In the oversized lot, you can purchase those at LiveNation.com.
1: I've been throwing after... The hit occurred on the sideline just to see where I was at. But even in those throws, it was painful. And so um, I couldn't throw anything, probably over 10 yards, 5 yards. So that's why we just had some screens. Those really our only when I, when I went back in. I'm just so sad for the older guys, you know, Fred. Trent, George, Eric Armset, obviously been to the Super Bowl in '19, and then last year in the NFC Championship, and then for this to happen, it's in the first drive, really. Of man, like this is the kind of game we have to play after the first drive, and I'm just, I'm just frustrated.
4: Brock Purdy, looking like a UCL, same injury as Allen, perhaps more severe. Right? If you can't, you yeah. can't throw it all. Can't
5: throw it all, right?
4: So, maybe a bigger tear. Really disappointing. Wanted to see that game play out. And you know who dodges a bullet here? Sneaky Joe. He gets to hate on Kyle Shanahan. He gets to throw shade at Kyle Shanahan. Wait a, a little minute. bit. There's I w Joe was taking a caller. Joe,
5: are they still frauds even though they got down to Josh Johnson as their quarterback in the NFC championship it, it's, game? It's tough
1: circumstances to really <laughs> uh to to come hard with that today. Man. But you know what? Like Mr. Genius can make anybody play quarterback well. He couldn't make Christian McCaffrey a great quarterback. <laughs> just stay it, was,
5: it was pretty amazing watching that game, and they're showing the sideline, and it looked like McCaffrey and Kyle Youchek are looking at like playbooks and iPads. And I just thought, how are you going to pull this off? And McCaffrey ends up making a throw in the game. By that, the
1: way, it was, was really ugly.
4: It, never, it, was it was nobody anywhere near.
1: An it. adventurous play for sure. He just launched it as far as he could. and There was no one in the entire camera. He threw frame. a
4: touchdown earlier this year. Did he? Yeah. All right. Well, the throw okay. yesterday was woof. It was bad.
1: I, everyone was tweeting. Is it Juwan Jennings? Yeah. He like played
4: a, high school quarterback?
1: Like or, a, four, okay. a four-star recruit? like yeah. A better recruit than Sam Darnold and like other NFL quarterbacks out of high school.
4: Yeah, the Eagles yesterday of of Championship Sunday, what did we learn about the Eagles? Their defense rushes the passer. We already knew that. Oh, they're
5: really good. Yeah. And,
4: man, the, that's one thing the Niners did not have was any sort of plan for Hassan Reddick. Like, nothing. But other than that, Philadelphia ran 44 times for 148 yards. Which yeah, Miles is,
5: Sanders was not and any the numbers, impact in the game. It's
4: 3.4 yards per carry, which is exactly what San Francisco gave up on the year. All that really happened for the Philadelphia rushing attack was they got up by 20 points and yeah. ran into a brick wall till the game ended. Hertz didn't play great. Mm-mm.
5: At one point, I don't know, maybe it was Olsen. Somebody said something about Hertz having a great day, and I thought, no, he isn't. I mean, at the time, I think he might have had 150 yards passing. They didn't need him to be great. He just they had a great first drive. They go right down the field. And I thought, wow, that's the Niners defense. They did that. Now that includes the Devontae Smith catch that shouldn't have been a catch.
4: Right, which was a fourth down.
5: Right. The drive should have ended. Whatever. They go down the field, they get the touchdown. After that, I mean the next two, three drives, they looked like the Bills offense in a funk.
1: He only ended with 121 yards. And I think he, he had a 14 yard run on the first drive. He had ten carries for twenty five yards the rest of the day. Like even he wasn't running
5: well. Mm-hmm. I would, act, somewhere in the second half, when they decided, let's keep running Jalen Hurts, I have no idea where they were doing that. He was taking some big hits when the game really was not in doubt. So I didn't think Nick Sirianni did his quarterback any favors by, unless Hurts was calling his own number, there was one drive, it was pretty much Jalen Hurts running the ball as they got closer to the, uh, maybe in, inside the red zone, and he was taking some big hits for a guy who was banged up late in the
1: season. So basically that was the most valuable one seed of all time.
4: Yeah.
5: They play the seventh seed, and then a team that at best would have had its third-string quarterback. Right. Who goes down on their first drive, and really, the the Niners' offense was kaput the minute Brock Purdy went down on the first drive.
1: So, so shouldn't we be open to, they just can't even, maybe not, can't play with the Chiefs. But they're favored. Shouldn't we be open to the Chiefs should be favored? Because they are, what, more battle-tested? Oh, yeah. By a lot. Yeah. Eagles have a really good defense.
5: Maybe, maybe not Niners good, but very good very in their good. own right. It but is very they, good.
1: Is there like a narrative? There might be. There might not be. Is there some narrative out there about the Eagles, like was around there with the Bills last year, that how many good quarterbacks have they played?
4: It's a good question.
5: Yeah. In fact,
1: Dallas Eagles played quarterback twice. I was
5: going to say one of their games against the Cowboys would have been Cooper Rush,
1: right? Yep. They played Daniel Jones twice, Dalton, Fields, whatever Washington was throwing at him, Tannehill, Rogers. Whoever the Colts are playing midseason, Washington, Houston, they played Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray might be the most accomplished guy they played, honestly. Outside of Rodgers. Outside of Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah. Cousins. Hey.
5: You play who the schedule says you play. Flat flags fly forever. Put a banner up. I'm sorry. I was just thinking about Jalen Hurts singing on their post-game show, Fly Eagles Fly.
4: If you're an Eagles fan, do you go out for these parades? You know it's going to be dangerous, right? <laughs> people are going to be jumping from Well, tra- don't climb any light lights. poles. You see the video of the guy standing on the bus stop? No. People were standing yeah. on one of those bus stop vestibules really? and it the roof collapsed and they all went through it. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. No, I like watching the
5: when they grease the poles the day before a big game in Philadelphia so people won't be standing on the poles for any parades and celebrations. I think that's awesome. Who's favorite,
4: Joe? Eagles.
1: Eagles by two and a half. Two and a half. Huh? After it opened at one last
4: night. I'll take the Chiefs. Really? Yeah.
5: All right, I'll take the Eagles then. Two, I think I'm I'll also bet,
4: on the Chiefs.
1: I'll bet
5: Joe's money. I like doing that. Let's get connected with our fans to CJ in Buffalo. You're on WGR. Go right ahead.
3: Hey, good morning, fellas. Hey, um, real quick. So I know you guys were talking about, you know, getting a wide uh, a receiver or pretty much talent. I don't know what the wide receiver is. I speed hike no matter what, what kind of team it is. What's the point if we have an offensive coordinator, and I, I obviously he's not going anywhere, but and you talked about creativity already. He doesn't know how to use the people. And I mean, like, McKenzie's not great. But even Brian Dayball in a Red zone, we will jet too. Um, we don't use Cook. We don't run screens. The closest thing to a screen we run is Dig out and we'll throw him a quick pass. You know, like, we ran that a few times. My point is, like, we we can get these weapons, we can get everything, We can, whatever you want to have, but if you have
5: a, a, a machine that and don't know how to use it, it's useless. Well, I, I mean, you've you still got to get the weapons, and you hope that maybe Dorsey in year two may change some things offensively. They get some different plays in the playbook. Maybe they could learn how to execute a screen and use the speed of James Cook or Naheem Hines in the passing game. You, you still have to bring in these weapons, and you hope, since it sounds like he's coming back, that there'll be a, um, a little bit better usage of the weapons next season
3: wasting the best years of Josh Allen. My point is, like, I feel as though this team isn't aggressive. And we're always smart. You know, even, even Ken Dorsey has say, you know, uh, we'll we'll be aggressive, but we'll be smart as well mm-hmm. with the offense. Yep. Brian Dayball does the same thing. And I, I just want one year where you say, you know, bleep it. We're all in. Like, I know the Rams did it, and I'm not saying go spend $8 million. What I'm saying is, at least in the draft, hey, look, uh, we're taking a chance and we're jumping up. You know, like, even the Chiefs did it last year to get their guy. Like, like just for once, please, like, go all in on either the draft. I know you did it with Bob Miller already with free agency. Do a big trade. Like, one time, we need you to go all in. Like, let's go get it. Like, we, this is the year we know we can win. We've been there several times, you know, these last couple of years. We can't get over the hump. And he's still playing, I don't want to say safe, but he's sticking to his own uh, natural game plan as far as drafting. I'll let you guys talk. Appreciate it.
5: Well, like I said, I I'm a, I am expecting a different offseason. I am expecting them to prioritize the wide receiver position and, and make that a big issue in the draft. Now, I don't know about trading up. This is where I defer to the guy with the wide receiver train across the table from me because I haven't studied the draft at all how deep the wide receiver group is, I think it has to be a priority. I expect Brandon Bean to do that. They've got to make the offense better. The the last thing we saw of the Bills, and I understand Bean did caution last week, like don't overreact to the final game, but let's face it, the last game we saw, the offense looked lost and it got one touchdown. So that's obviously not good enough. And if the Chiefs aren't going anywhere for a while and the Bengals aren't going anywhere for a while, you have to do something to make your offense more dangerous. That's not, you know... Make a big play for a running back. It's not doing anything. They're not going to do anything at tight end. They're paying the number one guy a pretty good contract as it is. That leaves wide receiver, and that means find significant weapon or weapons. And the cheapest way to do that is through the draft. They could draft a tight end. Okay, behind Dawson Knox, or
4: to have two tight ends on the field, something they flirted Fine, with,
5: which they really never yeah. had. I mean, Quentin Morris is a nice player, but let's face it, that was not a legitimate two tight end threat the Bills could put on the field. I, I don't think. Anyway, wide receiver. Go get a rookie. And if you want to move up in the draft and spend a pick to do it, great, because it's a really important position that you have to get. You, it's a need, and as you look at the depth chart, McKenzie's got one year left, Davis has one year left, both are free agents, and then you have Shakir. So you have to add multiple bodies at that position, and I think you have to have a guy that you picture being the second best threat opposite Stefan Diggs. All right, we'll get a break. If you're on hold, hang on. More of your calls coming up, 803-0550, to join us on this Football Monday on WGR.
4: I I guess they had to go to backup chains. We have now. I'm not going to say we've seen it all, but we've seen a lot. I mean, (laughs) I didn't know that. uh, Do they have a backup to the backup? They've got backups for everything. That's what the delay was. (laughs) What else can happen in this game?
5: That is uh, Kevin Burkhardt, Greg Olson on the Fox telecast of the NFC game. Chains broke, huh? All right. 803-0550 to join us. Football Monday. We're taking your calls on yesterday's games. Obviously, we're focusing in on the AFC matchup. The Bengals, the Bills. Excuse me. The Bengals and the Chiefs. What you saw from that game yesterday. Let's get connected with our fans. we got some lines open, too, if you want to get in. Pat in Warsaw. Thanks for holding on. Uh, go right ahead. You're on WGR. Hello, Pat. Joe.
7: during times of congestion.
5: All righty. Hold on one second. Let's go to Curtis in the Falls. You're on WGR. Go right ahead.
6: Hey, happy Monday, guys. How you doing? Good. Thank you. Happy Monday to you, too. You know, I had one point I was going to call about, but I was listening to your headlines, and they were talking about Purdy's injury, the same as Josh Allen's at UCL. Then I'm starting, like, thinking, like like, when a uh, few years ago the rage, if you will, was when D. Lyman got to the quarterback, they'd fall on their shoulders like Rodgers, and there was a couple other quarterbacks that suffered injuries like that. So I know, Howard, you remember this, when when um, Joe Montana had his bursar sack injury, his arm got bent the same way, Harry Carson's hitting. So I'm just thinking, like, do you think D. Lyman, looking at the tape, said, hey, mm-hmm. did you see that? Because with, with Allen, now Purdy, do you think this will become the new accidentally on purpose injury
4: no. These guys are going for the ball. Yeah,
6: I, I did think about that because there was a one of the
5: other uh, plays on a quarterback yesterday. I don't remember which game. Same kind of thing. The arm is back to throw the ball, and the guy got his arm in closer to the top of the shoulder. So I honestly did think, is that something they consciously go, we go for the wrist, it's more of an injury. That's probably giving them – it's probably going too far, Curtis, but the thought – I'm with you. The thought did cross my mind. Do they think, right. where am I going to hit him on the arm? Lower, upper, below the elbow, above the elbow, to possibly call? I don't, I'm going to go, no, they wouldn't do that.
6: And that's what I'm, I'm thinking that too, because you don't I really want to go it. into the game right. injuring somebody. right? But it's becoming more and more common. Yeah. But that, I think, it's, it's, it,
5: like Jeremy said, you want to knock the ball out. You don't necessarily want to hit the arm. Ideally, you'd whack the ball right out of his hand before his arm right, goes forward. Right which means you're going to be lower on the arm
6: when you're going for that. Because on occasion, like we saw in the first Cincinnati game, D linemen are suddenly pretending to be on fire and stop, drop and rolling, you know? And like, I just, I'm not, I'm praying that people aren't intentionally going out there hmm. to injure. Like the, the one idiot a couple of years ago that twisted, I can't think of whose ankle got twisted and he atten- he did that on purpose. But you know, I see and like you see the same thing, like it's a trend. Like now the shoulders aren't being smashed because you can't fall on the quarterbacks anymore. Wait. Wait. Now you see other injuries that's becoming more and more common. I just like like, huh. I'll I'll let you guys uh respond. Yeah. Thank you. Sure.
4: I'm watching it's a
6: it's an interesting question.
4: Were there how many UCL injuries were there? Is it the two? Were there more? I'm not but, saying yeah, there I mean, weren't. Yeah, I just don't, I don't know. know. Who else would add one? Meanwhile, they're showing the highlight of Joseph Asai, who had the roughing the passer on Mahomes, and I want to—he's crying on the sideline. That's hard to watch. Like I feel, I feel for him. Yeah, I know that this is never going to happen, and I just want to—I want you to watch that highlight again. Okay. I said to Joe, "There's a true giveaway that Mahomes dives there, and there's there's two parts of it. One, he loses the ball. Yeah. And two, as he rolls over on his back." He throws his arms. <laughs> the number one way to know that you are selling a dive is what you do with your arms. He does not try to brace himself for the fall. Yeah. He throws his arms. 100% drawn penalty. Mm-hmm. I'd even say that the flag should not have been thrown. I'm not surprised they threw his the I'm flag. not surprised. They, it's I, the I, visual I, of the play. Oh, I know. Not the and interpretation the, visual is, the visual is Mahomes throwing his arms. Mm-hmm. Also, I believe on that play... They held one of the it defensive did. ends, right? Yeah,
5: I missed it live, but I saw somebody yeah. put a clip out. Was it, was it um, Hendrickson was basically held on the play? Yeah. I think it was Hendrickson, and it was pretty clear. But they missed it.
4: Anyway. Yeah. I'm tired of the Chiefs.
5: Well, they're not going anywhere.
4: No, they're not. What are they going to draft? What do they need? Like their off season, they had the one that was about redoing the offensive line. They did that. They had the one that's this one about trading Tyreek Hill, and they're back in the Super Bowl. They'll go get another receiver. They to add won't to the group.
1: have Juju back. That's unless right. They pay him, so they're going to get it. They're going
3: to draft gonna get a, a receiver. receiver. So what is, receiver?
4: Yeah. What's Cincinnati's lesson from this? Right, we're, we're looking at the Bills and talking about them and say, well, this is obviously what you need. What does Cincinnati need? More line. Offensive
1: line. I mean they, but, already, I mean, they, they had injured right had What are you gonna do with three three guys got yeah. hurt? I mean
5: right. if you think your depth isn't good enough, next man up needs to be better, they, okay. They
4: probably need a corner better than Eli Apple. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, they need a corner. But they're still gonna be there. It's all about you know, when you're when you're at the front, like the Bills were close last year. We think they could have maybe won the Super Bowl and teams closed in on them and if maybe you think the Bills kinda dropped back a bit, maybe not. But it's another year of everybody reloads. Everybody sees what their problems are and, and tries to move forward. If we're talking about a division where the Patriots are going to no longer have a defensive coordinator as their offensive coordinator. That's a step in the, to the right to right direction. To right, to right, you're right? Like the right direction. The, the Jets are going to get Rodgers. Now Green Bay reportedly is saying they, they prefer, prefer the to trade. trade him. Yeah. Okay, so he's going to the Jets, right?
5: Well, the speculation in New York is that it's him, obviously because of Hackett. If not, then it's Carr or Garoppolo.
4: Okay, so the Jets, who we watched all year, man, if only they had a quarterback, are going to get one. Uh-huh. I'm, I mean, I'd and the Dolphins, be shocked if the Jets don't come
5: away with a veteran quarterback who comes in, starts right away.
4: And the Dolphins had two things going for them last year that held them back, you might say. One, injuries to Tua. And two, their defense was terrible. Yeah. And And they just hired it better. They just hired one of the best (laughs) defensive coordinators in the league. And we'll see about Tua. They might have a different quarterback if Tua can't play. But. Shouldn't
5: Miami want to go get another quarterback just in case? Or or do you think it's Bridgewater and we'll be fine? They they have to be able to handle a possibility of Tua not
4: playing again. It's a good question. But you just look at the division. It was was a a respectable division this year. And, I mean, I don't know about New England necessarily if they're going to be good. I'm not trying to sell them as good, but. We'd all say the Jets are about to be at least a little better if they get a quarterback. maybe you don't like Rodgers, maybe you don't like Carr. They'll be better than Zach Wilson. I mean they were 29th What were they twenty ninth in scoring? The Jets were twenty ninth in scoring this
5: season. And whatever whatever veteran they get, what are they gonna middle of the pack? I mean yeah. they should jump
4: at least ten and, spots, you'd think. And is Brees Hall I I don't want to over I'm not trying to oversell everything here, but just you know, thinking about the how important this Bills' offseason is, yeah. Is Brees Hall as good a running back weapon as anybody but McCaffrey? Like he's they missed him down the stretch. Yeah. Their offense was bad. So get a quarterback and get Brees Hall back and Garrett Wilson and well, they got Elijah Moore. I like Uzama. I think he's a good tight end.
5: You know, they could still use some more receiving weapons. I was reading there's some speculation they might cut Corey Davis because of cap space. Okay. Um Denzel Mims has just never really turned out to be the guy they just, wanted.
4: it all makes me wonder how much the Bills will be changing. You yep. know they're not going to change at least offensive coordinator. But how different will the team look when they roll out for opening day next year? Well, that first-round wide receiver is going to be a nice piece. Let's hope so.
1: Brees Hall, by the way, finished with 681 yards from scrimmage this season in six games and one drive. James Cook had 687 for the year. He had the same amount of production as James Cook in like a third of the games.
5: 30550 to join us. More of your calls coming up as we talk with you about the games yesterday. We'll also get the latest on the Sabres as well, who finished up a very successful road trip Saturday night and we one point out of a wildcard playoff spot, and we're going to be in February in a couple days. It's coming up on WGR.